on today, we have Michael Goddard, the author of the newly released A New Now. Um, Michael, so A New Now is more so like a, a, a guide that covers multiple things regarding helping readers become our most aware self, correct? Yes, that's true. And thank you for having me, Asaria. I appreciate it. You are, thank you for joining us today. I'm excited to, to find yeah. out more about your book and how it can help us. One of the things I wanted to know is um, why is A New Now such a critical book in the current climate and what does it offer for people? Well, A New Now is a transformative book, uh, which gives readers an invaluable guide to awakening and empowering their higher consciousness so that they can readily navigate their life successfully, happily, easily. You know, Athalia, recently we've been faced with a lot of scary and heavy situations, unknowns, mm-hmm. and, and new challenges, which for which we've had to make the best decisions we could for ourselves and our, and our loved ones. Uh, and often we've come across conflicting advice and confusing options. It's just been a very intense and at times toxic atmosphere. So A New Now is a reader-friendly guide that encourages active participation with the discussions and questions it presents. For those readers uh, who engage with it, the guide enables them to master wisdom and achieve equilibrium to empower their higher consciousness and nobler self to know what to do and how to be in any given situation. So it's basically um, a very user-friendly manual to help mm-hmm. you get through everything in life, whether it's a critical uh, illness, a critical decision, or, or just not knowing what to do, you know, small things and, and major things in life. Thank you for that. So what, um, what are some of the, the keys to achieving equilibrium? What are the the keys? Well, um, learn to know your your better self, your higher self. That is, um, or, or trust your better self. That is a, a key key. Um, and to do that, um, I explain two steps for learning how to return to your spiritual center and to feel and affirm that you are pursuing your best purpose. And I go through your best purpose for your lifetime. Uh, and mm-hmm. also for a particular season and for the day. So that's one of the keys. That's the first key. Uh, a few of the okay. others are prioritize your day, adopt a positive attitude, uh, eliminate unnecessaries, resolve your worries. Uh, and these 10 keys really help you uh, rebalance and get you get back to your spiritual center uh, because equilibrium, Althea, and wisdom go hand in hand. When you're in equilibrium, it's a positive, peaceful state where you're present and you're much, mm-hmm. uh, you're much more empowered to be able to access your wisdom and uh, grow it as well. Okay. Thank you for, for explaining that. Um, earlier, a little... Um, earlier, you mentioned the challenges that we're currently facing because of the climate that we are, are currently living in. How can a new now help people navigate and master the challenges that they're facing in their lives? Well, um, it can it can do so in many ways. Early in the book, I pose what I call the essential question: How can I live as my aware self? 
So if you uh, ask yourself this question and explore it, all kinds of realms of possibility open. And um, these are made available throughout the discussion. The main, one of the main pathways uh, that uh, creates a more advanced consciousness is to live with wisdom. So the book surveys virtually the entire range of daily life and activity and provides key insights to help people navigate the issues they're facing in life. Uh, I want to stress that it's an interactive, experiential book so that while participating with the book, reading it, your awareness is nudged and heightened. And later, uh, while following many of the suggestions for achieving equilibrium and mastering wisdom in, in real-life situations, I really kind of go through a gamut of real-life situations and decisions you face uh, and things to ask. Uh, there are key questions to ask yourself throughout the book to really focus on how to live your life, the best life. So this is really uh, a very practical but an but also inspiring manual on how to live your best life for you, not for what your parents expect or your peers or your friends, but, but the true authentic you. It, it's really a pathway to, to realizing your, your authentic self. That makes sense. Um, because we are, like you mentioned earlier, we are facing so many different challenges. Um, Currently, but even prior to COVID, uh, yeah. a lot of us were facing a lot of different challenges in our day-to-day lives, uh, professionally as well as well as personally. Yes. So, yeah, I, I actually have had a few comments. Um, I, I mean, the book's just been released, but I've already had quite a few comments. You know, gee, I wish I'd had this early last year, uh, just, you know, when COVID was hitting. And I, I, I'll tell you, I felt really blessed because I was able to negotiate and navigate all the challenges that came up. There was so much conflicting uh, information and mm-hmm. scary things, and we just didn't know what to do. Uh, and I, I was able to really kind of remain in equipoise. And that's when, I mean, people had very different situations. I mean, some people were forced to live together with people they didn't normally live with and you know, mm-hmm. exposed to different things. I was really on the other end of the spectrum. Uh, I live alone, so I kind of rely on seeing a couple friends a week or, or more and going mm-hmm. to uh, spiritual uh, meetings once a week. Well, all that fell away. All my local friends fell away except for one who was mainly in a second home most of the time. So I was really living as a hermit, which was quite an adjustment. Um, but I really mastered that situation. And believe me, uh, as terrifying uh, and challenging 2020 was at times, it, it, I really came out of it. It was it was really a golden year for me. I, I really enjoyed much of it, and I became so grateful for what for what I have. Mm-hmm. So I mean, COVID is not the end of our challenges. God only knows what we're going to face with you know climate change getting worse, uh, a, a very uh, polarized political environment, you know, violence. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I'm hoping people will, will be able to read the book 
and I think it's very clearly written, and really share it with their friends and loved ones uh, to help them get through uh, their lives. Yeah, it's it's definitely a good tool uh, for anybody. Uh, yeah, no matter where we are in our lives, this is a good tool because it offers so many um, good nuggets in this book to help us navigate through life and and even um, with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And there's just all kinds of benefits you can gain from it. I mean, there's mm-hmm. uh, clarity of mind, uh, centering and focusing of your energy, what knowing what to do when, which I think is crucial. And there's also choice and enrichment of relationships. Many of us are in relationships that that don't serve us, where mm-hmm. we even have a much higher regard for people than they have for us, and we may not realize mm-hmm. it. So I go through different exercises and series of questions to help people realize, you know, what relationships uh, are valuable and to be valued. And also I go through a lot of uh, uh, help and support for people going through physical challenges to, to do mm-hmm. enlightened healing. There are so many people who may be faced with a health challenge who end up going through it kind of blindly, just following whatever advice they get. So it's very much parts of the book are there to empower people to to really direct their health uh, in the best way possible. I've been through some monumental uh, health challenges. Many times I could have uh, it could have been the end of me, but luckily I had developed my intuition and sense of knowing so that I was able to kind of go within and be quiet in equilibrium uh-huh. and make the right decisions. I mean, um, I've been developing my intuition really since I've been 20, in, since my 20s, but in my 40s uh-huh. I began to focus more. But uh, it was after um, I um, basically had a major operation. Uh, my intestine died, and uh, unbeknownst to me, I had exploratory surgery. Luckily, uh, somehow I got to uh, urgent care center where they got me to the hospital. And so Good. after that, uh, I was going through all these ball obstructions, which is one of the most painful things you can ever, ever go through. I was having partial ones all the time, total ones that I had to get to the ER as soon as possible and be treated as soon as possible. Well, the upshot of that was that I had to know spoonful after spoonful what I could eat and ingest because if I eat a little bit too much, it would push me over the edge and bring on a ball obstruction. And even if it was a partial one, as painful as that would be, I would be able to stay home most of the time, but then I'd have to fast for any number of meals and lose more weight. So it's really during those years uh, where all day I was having to use my intuition just to know what to eat. And I kept finding out that there would be things my higher knowing would know that my everyday consciousness had forgotten, like there would be some kind of food hidden behind something in a a pantry or a cabinet, and I just couldn't figure out, you know, what am I supposed to eat? And I kept kept getting no's, and I'd be directed to look for just what I needed. So Uh this is is really inviting people to take the first step in in really empowering their lives for really realizing who they can be. 
Um, and I think one, uh, personally speaking for myself, um, mm-hmm. I think that one of the things is we have to pay attention to uh, our gut. Because what I realized is when like, my gut would direct me to something or, or like, reveal something to me, I ignored it. And those are the times that I regretted ignoring my gut feeling. Um, yeah. And yeah. when I started paying attention and, uh, like, following my gut instinct and instead of ignoring it, then that's when I started benefiting from that and I started bettering myself. Yes, that's absolutely Just right. Just from that alone. You, we have to really catch uh, and pay attention and uh, follow those gut feelings or those inner promptings. I, mm-hmm. I write a lot about intuition, and to clarify it, um, well, intuition is, is one of my five sources of wisdom that I write about. And mm-hmm. one thing I think uh, it'll help people and clarify for people is I identify four kinds of intuition in the book, uh, and they're they're very really kind of different kind of experiences of intuition and how to work with them. Uh, so that's the source of intuition each of us has. I talk about uh, all of us having uh, what I call an inverted well of, of consciousness, uh, which is like an aquifer. Uh, and for those who aren't familiar with an aquifer, it's like uh, an underground system of water-bearing rock. And where I live in Palm Springs, uh, where we have, we're lucky to have an aquifer. And, uh, you know, water can be taken up uh, from the aquifer. And then I also liken a lot of the exercises and meditation to blasting away the, the rock in your aquifer to kind of release that higher inner consciousness. So uh, we each, each of us has the divine spark. We're all connected to God or higher power, whatever you want mm-hmm. to call that creative power. And, um, and that's our soul. And uh, we, we, all of us have the opportunity to realize God more in our lives. I mean, that, I feel that's why we're here on this very uh, challenging school called Earth. Mm-hmm. I agree with you, Michael. So I recently did an interview. Um, it hasn't published yet, but one of the questions I was asked is, um, what, who's that one person that, I would uh, give credit to or have to thank for any achievements that I've had. And I answered the question by saying, I know that you asked for a person, but for me, God is that person for me because God's guidance is the only reason I am where I am today. Oh, Um, Because there were so many diversions. I'm sorry. Oh, I just said that's beautiful and, and inspiring. Yeah. There were so many diversions uh, and so many distractions and so much harm that was purposely trying to um, be done to me. But I feel like it was only because of God that I was protected and I was guided to what my true passion is. And um, God instilled it in me to think for myself. Um, Mm -hmm. Don't allow myself to be manipulated and um, 
encouraged to do wrong. I'll say that. And because of that guidance and because of God putting that in me, um, I, I was able to avoid a lot, but it's only because of God's guidance and the things that he instilled in me, the strength, the talent, um, the, the caring personality, all those things is what makes me who I am. And so that was the person who I named for that question. It was God. It, that was God was my person. So I agree with you um, about having that higher belief or God or whoever it is that you believe in. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Thank you. And we all we all have that. It's just a question of turning turning within and becoming more and more aware. I mean, that's why I state the essential question is how can I live as my aware self? And um, and I I speak a lot about God, but also I give people some people um, have different emotional. Um, feelings about it, uh, just having that name put out there. And so I give uh-huh. different options. Like I, I use the word love source uh, quite a bit with uh, okay. as one word with the S capitalized. Uh, for, for those who think it may have some kind of masculine connotation, which uh, it really shouldn't, um, or if, if just somehow they went through uh, in their childhood different experiences which may have turned them away or or, or soured them. It's just that uh-huh. that higher power really has no name. Uh, it's been called different names throughout history, but but there is that one unifying uh, creative power of love we have, and we're all connected uh-huh. to it, and we can all access our higher consciousness and and find our way back ultimately uh, to rejoin our our home, actually. I agree. Thank you for that, Mike. Um, also, you mentioned the journal journey. What is the journal journey? Um, I'm, yeah, I'm so glad you, you brought that up. Uh, that's really the means for um, making uh, the best use of the of the book and, and getting the most value out of it. But it's also mm-hmm. the best means for empowering your own spiritual evolution. I write about, you know, how to work with the journey journal. It's something you can Uh start on your own, but I also have uh, it up on my website, uh, and the website is goddard.com, and I'll spell that. You can just think of two words, God, G-O-D, and Dart, D-A-R-T for Tom. So if you go to goddard.com under free media, there's a word file um, called Journey Journal, and you can just download the word file. And it's basically um, all the chapters and the sections. There are many, many sections within uh, the book, and you can use that as a template, either writing after it or writing within each section. Uh, and that way you can date your entries, and you can put in uh, what you want to accomplish, you know how you're feeling. I, I give all kinds of pointers on how to how to work with it. But you know, there's so many uplifting uh, and practical books we may read that nourish our mind, body, and spirit. But and maybe you'll take away one or three things. But after a week, at least for me, I, I tend to forget them. So this is a way of solidifying your your knowing and locking in your progress and knowing where you've come from. You can. It's a really a way of charting your path toward higher and higher spiritual evolution. 
Okay. And, and, and this is something, can you, um, would you agree or maybe not that the journey journal is something like an, is it something like a normal journal? Yeah, it is, it is, it is a journal and you don't even have to, I give all kinds of alternative names for it. You can just call it diary or I, you know, whatever you can call whatever you want, but it's just a regular journal, but, Mm -hmm. um, which you can download if you have Word on your, on your computer, you can, you know, use it in that way, but you can also handwrite it, uh, you know, in, in a bound book, if you wish, too. Okay. Um, so any, That's a just, perfect I, name. Yes, it is. It just it is. to me while I was writing, like the title of the book, just I I finally you know wanted, was wanting to write something new, and I had a few notes, and I started the book, and bam, there was a new now. It just came out right at the beginning. So well, it, it thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> good. Yeah, it, it's really a good tool, um, and. I think for anyone who utilizes the new now, I think that once they complete it and go through it, they will probably discover that they've grown somewhere in their life. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Well, you say um, higher mind, better mind, and nobler mind. What do you mean by that? Yeah, I'm glad you asked that because that helps people it really will help orient them toward who they are. So many people mm-hmm. really think they are their minds and they think their thoughts are themselves, but the mind operates on a huge spectrum. Uh, and um, actually, saints and masters will refer to higher mind and lower mind. And I also mm-hmm. identify your habitual mind. Your, your higher mind is your is basically your better self. It's the self that likes to be kind and helpful and be of service that is more oriented toward God. Your your lower self is really uh, a slave to your senses. Um, you know, anything comes across your path, you're you're going to go toward it for sensual enjoyment. It's the part of you that can be mean and backbiting and indulge in negative thinking, negative gossip. Uh, mm-hmm. part of you that can lack discipline. Well, we can go from totally negative to higher mind, you know, in, in a half a second. Uh, your habitual mm-hmm. mind is really the mind that helps you just show up routinely, you know, that helps you get into rhythms like brushing your, your teeth every day, helping your young child dress, uh, getting to work on time. That's your habitual mind. You kind of need that to get on in life. And so I, uh, so much of the book is really differentiating between them. And the whole point of the book is to help you identify with your higher mind, but also know that that is not the true you. The true you is your soul, that immortal spark of, of the higher being of God. Uh, and to operate here in the physical on earth, we need a mind and we need a body. And our mind, you know, runs the spectrum from I mean, we we see people commit horrible atrocities every day. Well, their uh-huh. their lower minds are are predominant. Uh, the more spiritually evolved you become, uh, Athalia, the the better chance you have of having your higher mind become predominant. In my last book, 
In Search of Lost Lives. That's my spiritual memoir in which I recover actually 88 past lives. I pinpoint the life uh, when my higher mind became predominant. Also, I describe in the, in the lives preceding that when they were basically evenly balanced. So it wasn't until really uh, like 12 past lives ago that my higher mind became predominant. And that's okay. what we're aiming for because it'll make life a lot sweeter and 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 better. More pleasant. <laughs> I'm sorry. More what? More pleasant. Yes. Yes. So um, that I'm glad you asked about that because that's a key part of the book, and that that is actually in the first chapter as well. Thank you for explaining explaining that to us. Um, another thing I wanted to ask you about: What are the five sources of wisdom? Okay, yeah, I touched I touched on that um, a little earlier. The five sources of wisdom are clear headedness, inspiration, intuition, uh, forgiveness, and listening. And uh, they're all kind of broken out. For instance, listening is the fifth source of wisdom. And um, and I talk about five. Each of, each of these can exist on a wide spectrum. I describe okay. listening to nature, listening to the wisdom of others, reading, listening to your intuition, and listening to inner sound. And listening to inner sound is sort of like a direct source, uh, a direct conduit to wisdom and knowing, because inner sound is like the creative force of the, of the creation. And a lot of people can hear it. There are teachers who can connect you and show you how to focus uh, in meditation on that. But those are the five sources of, of wisdom. The first one is clear-headedness, and, and that's, I define, as being able to think clearly, rationally, and logically. Uh, if, if your mental state is in a constant state of being uh, scattered, lazy, and delusional, uh, it's challenging to access your wisdom. Thus, mm -hmm. it's, it's crucial to be aware of your thoughts and question them as to whether they're faulty beliefs based on prejudice, misinformation, or misperception rather than facts and truth. And we've got some major issues now in the country about facts and truth. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping that, yeah. you know, people who read the book will, will help their uh, friends and loved ones uh, move toward clear-headedness. And um, in this important section, I have the reader ask themselves a series of questions, and I take them through different examples. And uh, let me, I'll just, if we have time, give you uh, a few of the questions. Are you sacrificing? Absolutely. I'm sorry, are, are we have time? Good. Are you yeah, sacrificing we're... your clear-headedness? Um, and, then, and then I take them through a series of questions and examples of how they, they may be. And then are you the, under the influence? And I give different examples. Are you under someone's spell? That's a really important one. And are you compromising yourself? We often compromise ourselves unwittingly. We're not even aware of it. Uh, and it's not honoring our higher self. So the clear-headedness uh, section is a very key one, and that's the first one in the five sources of wisdom. Thank you for that, Michael. As, oh, I, um, mentioned, yeah. as I mentioned earlier, um, the new now is definitely um, a good tool for anybody who wants growth. And I'm positive that anybody who 
um, uses this, this guide will come out with growth, probably multiple areas of their lives. Where can, where can anybody order this book? Well, it's available all over, you know, on Amazon and BNN.com. Uh, an easy way to get to it is just to go to my website, Goddard.com, G-O-D-D-A-R-T for Tom, and there are um, highlighted links you can click over to Amazon. But uh, there's a lot of free and fascinating information on the site. I've got quite a few interviews uh, people can listen to. And uh, they can read a, a good excerpt from the book first to get familiar with it. Thank you for that, Michael, and thank you so much for joining us today. I truly enjoyed our conversation and what you shared with us today. Um, and you're I most, hope you continue success in everything that you're doing. Oh, you're most welcome. I really uh, enjoyed sharing this time with you and uh, loved getting to know you, Athalia. Thank you, thank you, Michael, and enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy your weekend and, and the beautiful weather. Yes, I will. It's going to be well over 100 in it before long, so this is our quick oh. spring. <laughs> <laughs> We're only at 80 or 82 or something like that. Yeah. That's that's pretty good for, for Illinois. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So thanks again, Michael, and have a good one. You too. Thank you. Okay. All the thank best. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.